and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned into the newest episode of the Tuesday Touchback, part of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the co-hosts of all co-hosts. Soup? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Just watching the Monday night game. You know, hoping that the Giants can cover these three and a half points so that we can uh, salvage our NFL weekend. Uh, still up units on the weekend. Had a really good Saturday for college football. So uh, Giants are down 10 to 7 right now, driving the ball down. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, was, Saturday was a moment of elation for sure. Um, up until about midnight when UFC started to unravel. Uh, we had a couple plays on the Mike Perry Cowboy fight that didn't go our way. Uh, Cowboy looked uh, put together a vintage performance, wouldn't you? Don't you say? Absolutely. Um, I don't. My arm hurt as soon as he got uh, when when Mike Perry picked him up and slammed him. Uh, like you said, we were talking while it happened, and as soon as he did it, you're like, Mike Perry broke his arm, and. Who didn't know that? Uh, Cowboy said he he heard it pop, and uh, he said he wasn't letting go of that thing. He was taking that chicken wing home with him. Yeah, I mean, he was that face uh, that he was making when he was trying to rip that dude's arm off was uh, that was that was primal at its best. The uh, it was it was just a wild event, man. Um, obviously, the talk of the event is the Yair Rodriguez knockout of Korean zombie. I mean, just, I don't want to say it's the best knockout, but it's definitely the most creative knockout I've ever seen. Yeah. And we were, uh, I want to say fortunate enough to be on the right side. Uh, they released the cards today going into the fifth and final round. Uh, they had Korean zombie up three, one. So we needed a finish in that round and we got it in the absolute final second. And, that was just unbelievable. Um, like you said, not the best, but hands down the most creative knockout that I've ever seen for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't like the detractors that are out there online saying it was a luck, a lucky shot. Uh, you know, part of the frustration that led up into that strike was, you know, me screaming at the TV, telling Rodriguez, if he would just stick to the basics, he could win this fight. And because he was constantly throwing wild, creative, somewhat effective striking techniques, he was actually down on the cards because he just refused to stick to the basics. But it was that abandonment of the basics that ended up winning him the fight. So I guess I look, you know, like I got egg on my face because if he would have, I don't know, if he would have just, you know, stayed basic, maybe he could have got him out of there sooner. But that uh, that Hail Mary elbow, uh, that was just... That was next level, and the uh, 
the way zombie fell on the ground was very that was scary man that looked like you know sniper uh sort of fall uh, that was a bad slow crumpling uh, as the body system just shut down it was pretty scary yeah um i definitely think it was a purposeful elbow your elbow doesn't come you know 8 to 10 inches behind your back without meaning to throw it like that was Korean zombies head in the right spot at the right time for Yair Rodriguez. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a crazy way to end, uh, the Denver card. That's for sure. 25th anniversary. I mean, going up into, even going up into that fight, I was, you know, I'd said several times that I just expected, I just needed a bigger card. 25th anniversary, man, you got to do it up, you know, and not that that card wasn't, good uh but it was i mean you're talking about the you're celebrating the 25th anniversary i figure you go all out and yeah cowboy delivered that's great the final fight delivered that's great but it was pretty much a snooze fest up until that i was not impressed or entertained outside of just the general you know feeling of entertainment i get from watching people fight it wasn't what i would say was you know the most highly entertaining card uh and because of that you know, when you're not just picking straight money lines, you've got to decide this over under on rounds. And that can be tricky, especially in a card like this, where every single fight seemed to be wanting to go to decision. So that that proved to be our kryptonite uh, on Saturday night after as, a flawless football weekend. As far as a snooze fest goes, it didn't help that we had to watch 15 minutes of Raquel Pennington who is on the same like beach body diet plan as Rush Limbaugh <laughs> lay up against her, just 15 minutes of her laying her big flabby saggy body God. on top of that girl. Dude, that was just bad, man. That was I, like, sorry if I'm, if I'm ripping her too much, but that was just, she looked like hell. Uh, she fought like hell. It, that was just that was 15 minutes that I wish I would have slept. I mean that that's 15 minutes of sleep I could have used. Well, Raquel Pennington and I basically have the same body type, so you know I, I, I'm okay with it. I will say this: after the beating that Amanda Nunes put on her, it didn't look like she wanted to fight. Um, I you know after, at the final weigh-ins, she didn't look like she wanted to fight, and the entire time in the cage, it looked like she didn't want to fight in her corner was you know, abandoning actual technical advice in between rounds and really just trying to motivate her to actually fight. I, I don't think she's long for this world as far as um, fight career goes, man. I would be, I would not be surprised if she hangs it up after, uh, after this last fight, I think she, I think she might retire or do one more, one more fight. I mean, her, her record's barely 500 to begin with. She had her moment in the sun. She fought for a title and it didn't go her way. Clearly, she is not title contention material. There's no way she's ever going to be Bantamweight champion of the world. And knowing that and having it be that glaringly obvious, I wonder what your motivation is to go in the gym and work that hard every day for. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I really would not be surprised. Her wife, Tisha Torres, is way more successful and, in my opinion, more talented. I wouldn't be surprised to see her take a step back and transition into coaching or something like that. Cause I, I don't know, man, I, she looked like a head case in there on Saturday night to me. And you're right. She fought scared. She didn't fight to win. She fought to survive. So 
that was that was bad that was boring and you know that's that that sucks that that was on the main card so i'm with you on that um as far as college football goes though we had a we had an excellent weekend college football wise uh you know run me through some highlights what are, what are some big takeaways from this weekend as the season winds down we got to be paying attention to everything right so ohio state had their game against michigan state um that was on the road it was in michigan state um struggled a little bit you know like i said uh as we expected michigan state was going to play michigan state football for about three or three and a half quarters it was going to be a low low scoring slugfest and i expected dwayne haskins and the offense to take over in the in the fourth quarter and that's exactly what they did man he pulled was able to pull away in the fourth quarter uh ended up winning that game by i think i think it was by 20 points um we had that was a multi-unit play. We had the multi-unit play on the Texas money line. Shout out to little Jordan Humphrey. Um, in my opinion, bad play call, bad pass, unbelievable catch. Um, it was a little bit, you know, reminiscent of the Michael Crabtree uh, catch that he had when he was with Texas Tech against uh, against Texas. So, uh, it was, you know, same exact end zone. Actually, it was on the same side of the field. So that was another multi-unit hit, uh, crazy ending to the San Diego state UNLV game. Oh my which, gosh. Which the under ended up holding up. We had the <sighs> 75 UNLV two and seven bad football team actually has the lead, um, gets the interception and to run out the clock, they run the ball. Got about a 30 yard scamper. Running back kind of does like a stutter step, like he's going to take the knee. Defender stops running. Kid takes off the end zone. Boom. Over hits. Just kidding. Holding penalty. Ball's coming back. Uh, they ended up taking knees to end that. Or they ended up throwing an interception. And then Agnew had a shot. And it was just not a good attempt at uh, winning the game. But all in all, the under ended up hitting on that. Uh, we took the over in the WVU game. Slow start, then Will Grew and the offense kicked it in. Uh, they ended up hitting that uh, 57 total points. I think it was 47 to 10 against TCU. Um, we should have been 5-1. and one. We went 4-1-1 and one, uh, thanks to that little bastard of a troll in Alabama <laughs> um, pulling an Andy Reid on us up 24 points. We took Alabama minus 24, up 24 points, fourth and goal on the two-yard line. They go for it instead of kicking the field goal, which would have, you know, covered the spread. Um, and then we had the loss. Oh, we lost on the Purdue Minnesota over. Yeah. Minnesota did their part. It snowed. Purdue had no idea what was going on. They looked lost. Uh, it was like it was like David Blau saw snow for the first time. He couldn't help but just keep looking around and staring at it. Um, but Minnesota did their part. It's still almost hit. We. Uh, Barely missed it, but like you said, all in all, very good day in college football. Um, mediocre UFC night, and yesterday on the NFL, no. Falcons couldn't do anything. Patriots just pass rush, non-existent. Um, Stephon Gilmore's trash. Uh, Titans got up on them early, and they just could never catch up. Um Thank goodness that the Colts fumbled or that the Jaguars fumbled because I feel like they would have kicked the field goal there and then they would have had the chance to lose in overtime. So I was cool with a push on that one. Um, 
so yeah, those our three losses were the Falcons over on the Browns game, the Patriots minus six and a half, and then we did a six point tease with the Falcons and Patriots and a pick 'em. Those three losses we pushed on the Colts. And right now, our final NFL play, we have the Giants plus three and a half against the 49ers. The Giants are getting ready to kick a field goal to make it 10-10 with a minute 53 left in the in the first half. So we've still got that going. If this hits, we'll be up two units. If it doesn't, we'll be down like 0.2 units. So still have a chance at a productive weekend, uh, you know, after a really bad Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and anytime you can have the type of Sunday that we had, well, I mean, I think probably a lot of that too is we didn't spread the love around enough. We invested heavily in in two teams that we thought were a sure thing, and one, as soon as one, you know, fell apart, the the wheels came off the entire vehicle there. So you know, lessons learned, uh, and you know, it, it's a process. You know, it keeps sounding like the seventy sixers week in and week out. It's a process. Uh, you know, speaking of processes, I do want to remind you guys this episode, as like all of our episodes now, is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag, put in promo code give me cash, and they'll give you a 50% match on your initial deposit, which is, you know, an awesome deal. The, here's the thing, though, is this, you know, this weekend, like you keep saying, it's a process. There is learning to be had. And I will say this, you know, to go back to Saturday, um, I think the college football playoffs pretty much set, man. I, I think that, you know, I think the four teams uh, have, have made themselves abundantly clear. What do you think? Yes and no. Um, so two is banged up. That's a real thing. Like he, he took a nasty shot on the knee. And this happened last year. Georgia got embarrassed against Auburn. This year they got embarrassed against LSU. Georgia's on a roll. They look tough. They beat up on Auburn pretty good this weekend. If Tua can't get that knee right before he has to come into Atlanta and play Georgia in the SEC championship, I expect Bama to win that game. I do. But if his knee is still bothering him, Georgia's front seven is so tough that I think that they might be able to give Bama fits. Um, and also, all Pitt has to do is this – is, this is insane. I just want to – Pitt beats Wake Forest this weekend. Pitt wins the ACC Coastal, and they're playing in the ACC Championship. I mean, what? Yeah, you know, I, 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 it's 2018, man. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I don't. It, it's crazy. Uh, you know, Pitt looked fantastic on Saturday, man. They really they did. did. They've looked uh, really good ever since UCF embarrassed them. They really have. They had a little stumble against North Carolina. But their last two games against Virginia and Virginia Tech, uh, the game against Duke, man, Pitt, they're putting up points. Their running game is legit. Quadriolison's legit. Uh, their backup, I think his name's Ward. That kid's legit. Um, and another surprise team that that this weekend won their side of their uh, their conference, Northwestern. Northwestern yeah. will be playing in the Big Ten Championship. Good for them. I will say this about Pitt, and it's been a complaint. Uh, well, I mean, at least you know my generation down through yours and or up to yours and everywhere in between is that there's no reason whatsoever why Pitt should not have fantastic contention level football and basketball teams year in and year out. Given where we're located or where we like I'm like I'm there where Pitt's located and the amount of talent that that comes from that surrounding area. You know, 
the right program, the right coaches, the right recruitment. Uh, there's no reason whatsoever why, you know, Pitt shouldn't be a contender, a, a two sport contender. I, I, I really, I really believe that. And I think that hoops is finally going to get turned back around and, you know, it looks like football is well on its way too. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, part of the reason that I'm the Maryland fan that I am is that because growing up with the exception of like a two or three year span where Pitt went out every year in the sweet 16, they weren't even in contention. There was nobody else to cheer for even remotely close to us. And I'm damn sure we're not going to cheer for Syracuse. So, you know, it's that, that was uh, my Maryland fandom was sort of, birthed out of the one lack of resources anywhere else and two a hatred for duke and that's when maryland played duke you know extremely tough that was back in the jay will day so yeah i think i think there's no reason why Pitt shouldn't be a contender in in both sports and i'm glad to see if they're getting their programs turned around absolutely um that just it's it's crazy to me man i just if at the beginning of the season you'd have told me that syracuse would be a top 15 team Pitt would win the acc coastal and Northwestern would be in the Big Ten Championship. Like, yeah. This weekend, college football-wise, not many big games. Um, Syracuse-Notre Dame, uh, Texas and Iowa State. UCF plays Cincinnati. But outside of that, we don't really have many big games in college football this weekend. Pretty much a down week. But, uh, yeah, I just – the season's coming to an end. Uh, as far as the four – I wouldn't be surprised if the four teams that are in the top four right now – are the college football playoffs. As long as Notre Dame doesn't slip against Syracuse or uh, South or, um, USC, Southern California. So, but I think Clemson, Bama and, uh, and Michigan will all be there. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Uh, and especially if, if Bama takes a loss at any point in time, there's going to be, I don't know. I, feel, I have a feeling somebody's going to be on the outside looking in, going, "Woulda, coulda, shoulda," you know. So uh, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. But uh, we are going to do something a little bit different this week. We're going to cut the Tuesday touchback short, uh, just for the sake of time and the you know, basically just the, the way we want to just get get geared up for the weekend. Um, we've been doing some research. It appears that you know you guys like the Friday shows a lot more than you like the Tuesday shows. Tuesday shows are a little are still necessary, uh, but the amount of love and play that the Friday shows get far supersedes the Tuesday shows. So there's no point in having you guys sit here for an hour listening to you know something that's not consumed on a wide basis. So we're just gonna you know 20 minutes easy digestible chunk, uh, you know chew your food 20 minutes on each or 20 times on each side. So the Tuesday touchback 20 minutes. That's all. That's all we're doing. You got anything else? Soup? Uh, Stanley passed away today at 95. Yeah, he did. That's right. Um, I have a quote of Stanley's that I think is relevant to, you know, our podcast as a whole. Um, Stanley once said, luck's a revolving door. You just need to know when it's your time to walk through. Uh, True words have never been spoken as far as sports betting goes. So, uh, rest in peace, Stanley.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 